Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. You're listening to an episode of STR Conversations, hosted by myself, Jasper Rivers, and Eric Muller. Every Friday, we release a new episode where Eric and I have an organic conversation and discuss what's happening in the short-term rental industry and share what we're learning in our hosting businesses and through working with the thousands of students that go through our coaching programs. So this episode is brought to you by Legends X, our 90-day short-term rental accelerator program that's designed to help you skill your hosting business by getting you out of the daily operations so you can free up your time and become the CEO of your business instead of the manager and that allows you to focus on high-level tasks that really move the needle in your business and allow you to grow. And we do that by giving you the systems and teaching you how to build a team so you can actually delegate all those lower-level tasks. So for more information about Legends X and how to join, visit strlegends.com slash X. That is strlegends.com slash X. You are listening to an episode of SDR Conversations of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast hosted by Jasper Rivers and Eric Miller. So let's dive in. Get paid for your pad. 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 Welcome to episode number 518 of Get Paid for Your Pad. We are your hosts, Jasper Rivers and Eric Miller. And today we are talking about the journey from hectic host to STR legends. This is going to be a fun episode because we're going to give you guys a real honest and authentic look behind the scenes of the new business that we're building Freewild. One thing that we realize is we are coaches and students at the same time. Because as we're coaching our students in Legends X through the VOS system, we are actually going through that system ourselves with our new business, which puts us in a, a really unique and fun position to kind of share exactly like what we're doing and where we're at right now. So Eric, out of the five stages of hosting, like what, what do you feel like right now in our business? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't feel like we're in a hectic host stage. You know, I feel like we're more... You know, we're a rising star stage. The reason why I don't put ourselves in a legend status is because just the scale of our company at the moment and the amount of people that we want to hire. But it's like we approach the business. I, I think we're in the hectic coast stage when we first bought the community. But very quickly, you know, we had the system. So we implemented those systems very, very quick, hired some people, that, real high quality people to help us on that project. And now what we're focused on is the vision and creating better experiences, right? So for me, I think we're in the the rise of star stage. I definitely very rarely get involved in the day-to-day of the the business. It's more of us building out the experience, finding more properties, setting up the investor deck, like more CEO vision work, which feels good. You know, I think we we had that hectic coast stage for couple of months or a few months, but very quickly by implementing the VOS, we able to get to the rising star stage. So I don't know. What about you, man? Like, do you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, definitely, definitely don't feel like a hectic host, mostly because like you said, like the, the actual day-to-day operations is pretty much dialed in. Like 
you know, even though I am, you know, I'm leading that, I now very rarely have to step in as well. Yep. And we'll we'll dive into that in this episode a little bit more of what what that looks like when it comes to operations. But yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, you know, we're there's there's definitely some some challenges still that need to be solved. And obviously, like on the scaling side, you know, we we bought our first project, so we have we have quite a bit to go there. But when it comes to vision and operations, I, I, I agree. We're definitely in the in the rising star. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt, man. Now it's all about it's all about scale for us, right? Working on the redevelopment of the current units, getting the and we're all in process now for this, which is great. And I, I find it amazing how fast we moved on that stuff. It felt like we were kind of procrastinating for many months on what to do and trying to decide what to do with that property. But the moment that we made a decision of what we were going to accomplish in Q4, things just started falling into place really, really quick. So Q1 is going to be a powerful year for us on that property, but just for the company as a whole, it's going to be extremely powerful. So what I wanted to do is I want to go through our Legends X structure of vision operation scale and give everybody a good idea of like, you know, in those pillars, like, where are we? And maybe why don't you give a quick recap of the VOS system just for people that are new to this? Yeah, the VOS system is the system that we developed for our Legends X program. And the vision behind this is when we took a step back and we looked at all the different companies that we were helping, we realized the most successful companies, especially during the pandemic, the most successful companies had three main pillars that they were constantly focused on, dialed in, and constantly working to tweak to run as a machine. And we realized that a lot of a lot of the hosts that we call we now call the hectic hosts really were just kind of going towards their business with just solving problems in the moment and no real vision outside of their business other than I want more units and I want to make more money on Airbnb. We all want that. That all sounds great, right? But at the end of the day, as you start growing a company, we have to really understand who we are, what we're doing, who we're serving, how are we running our business, who are we as a company, and then how are we actually scaling? at the end of the day. So the VOS system is our way of helping short-term rental hosts, especially the hectic host, really dial in a machine around their business to scale. So VOS stands for Vision Operations Scale, right? Vision Pillar is all about the brand of the company. Who are we? Who are we serving? How are we serving them? What properties are we going after? What guests are we going after? If we're in the management side, what owners do we want to align with, right? What is our core value? So the whole the whole idea is to develop out an identity and a vision around what we're building and what's the whole point of us being in business at the end of the day, right? Once we have that vision, then we move into the operational pillar, which is all about turning the vision into a machine. And the operations is all about getting you out of the business so you can work on it versus in it, right? So it's it's us essentially at the stage of where we're at now, we're working on the business. Very rarely do we get pulled back into the business right now, but we're working on it, trying to figuring out how to scale the brand, how to hire people, how to raise money, how to buy more properties, single family homes, hotels, the whole thing. So in there, we br- the operations is all about looking at every single thing in your business 
that we do more than once? And how do we develop a system around it? How do we develop a training around that system? And then how do we hire somebody to maintain that system for us? Right. And it's everything from guest communication to cleaning to we just developed out a really awesome maintenance system. Right. This is a brand new system that we just developed for. Free Wild, we're testing right now, and then we're going to be bringing into Legends X probably, you know, next year, early next year. So it's we look at every single thing that we're doing in our business, and we look at it: how do we develop a machine around this so we can step out of the business and go into the scale pillar? And the scale pillar is all about scale. How do we attract in the properties that we set in the vision pillar of our business? How do we remarket to every single guest that comes through our properties so they rebook with us in the future? And then how do we attract in the right people into our business? So I feel right now, you and I are spending a lot of time. We're in all three pillars right now because we're early stages of the business. But for the most part, it's operations and it's vision. We're not necessarily focused on scale at the moment because we want to dial those two in before we go out and bring this company, you know, into multiple different markets. So yeah. And then with that, once we have that said, it doesn't, it's not like you said it and forget it. These are three things that you're constantly going back to on a quarterly basis to understand like, am I in alignment with my vision? Do I have to tweak it? Do I have to clarify it a bit more? Are my systems working? Do I have a training around my systems? Did I set my people up for success around these systems? What else am I doing that's grabbing my time that I can develop a system around? And then when you go into scale, it's like, am I scaling? Is the scale approach that I'm taking in alignment with the vision that I created? So that's our philosophy. And, you know, we're, we're implementing that currently in free wild, which is great, but we've also helped, you know, a couple of hundred companies implement that as well. And the results from that is pretty incredible. Yeah. And there's a reason why it starts with vision, right? And it's, it's funny that you mentioned that. Like most students that come to us, they you know want more listings and want more money. So they want to start with skill. We even yeah. have students in, in Legends X sometimes, right? When we were in week one, they send us a message and they're like, hey, bro, like I want to start growing this business. Like, why do I need to do all this vision stuff? Right. Mm-hmm. But those students are usually the ones that come back after 90 days, come back to us and they're like, man, like you guys were so right. Like I didn't even realize I had to do that stuff. But now, yeah. now I've gone through it. It's it's become like super clear to me that this is essential, right? So let's start with the the vision pillar, right? We talked about this last week, episode 516, about what the vision is for Free Wild. I feel like we have most of the most of the the vision we have dialed in, right? We understand our guest avatar. We understand what kind of markets we want to be in. We understand what kind of properties we want to go after. But I'd say there's in my mind, and I'd love to get your thoughts too, but in my mind, there's a couple of things that still need to be done, which is number one is like, we need to get like our vision in, we need to put it on paper. We need to put it somewhere in a nicely designed document for us to like be able to share it with people and to to really dial in the details on that, which we actually have a meeting on Saturday to to start that process. Mm-hmm. So I think that's... um. I think that's one thing that I'm excited about doing. And then secondly, I'd say, you know, dialing in our core values, right? Creating a printout and and creating, you know, all the the branding and the marketing behind that. I think that would be that'll be really powerful for us to do as well. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, we're in the process of putting all this together, right? If you look at what we're doing with the branding side, you know, obviously we have the host vision map, which we've been dialing it in and we're going to wrap that up this Saturday by really getting in the vision of what this company and the, the ultimate scale looks like. And then with our branding work of what we're working on, it's bringing all that language in. This is what I recognize, like to my previous like short-term rental companies, all I focused on was like, hey, let me go get apartments downtown, nice apartments downtown that can rent up on Airbnb. It's pretty easy. They're cheap, high profit margins, or let me go get luxury properties because I can two, three X the profit on them, so on and so forth. But there was never any real branding or focus around where exactly are we going with this, right? Like who are we serving? And what I'm personally doing is putting a lot of effort into the brand of Freewild all the way down to how do our guests identify with the brand of Freewild? And that's a that's a hard question to answer. So we're bringing all those pieces together and yeah, once we once we put all of this into the host vision map which, you know, I'm sure we'll share with everybody so they can see it all. And let's explain why that's important, right? Uh, instead of just writing it down, why it's important. And this is part of, for the people that are listening, this is one of the first things that we bring our students through is the host vision map, is really getting clear on the on the company. The reason for this is it becomes a blueprint for our company on making decisions, making decisions around what properties to take on, making decisions around who to hire, making decisions on what systems do we actually need to develop, Right. You get super clear with the host vision map what this company is about. So when you go to hire people or when you go to raise money or you go to get new properties, you have something that you could actually share with people and say, hey, this is what I'm building. This is ultimately the goal here. And within that is our core values as well. So let's talk about why that's important. The the reason why we want to focus on core values, which is I don't know if you remember doing this with overnight success, but it is a process to go through, Mm -hmm. right? Your mind just wants to toss like words at at the wall, but you're like, hey, this actually needs to have meaning and we need to, it needs to connect with the right people, right? Not only are we creating core values for our company, but we're also showing to our guests and our investors who we are and what experience should they expect by dealing with Free Wild, right? So the core value side is is to attract in early stages to attract in the right people into your company because it's you know hiring is one of the most challenging things we can do in business but then two it creates the standards for your guests right and your investors on what this brand is all about so the the process of doing core values right now is really interesting but I'm we're approaching this my mindset when we approach this is all about who can we attract into the company that will identify with these core values? And then how do we turn those core values into standards for the guest experience, right? It's not an easy process, you know? Uh, (laughs) So far, we have a couple of them up there, but we haven't solidified them yet. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and you know, this is something that's that's really important. Studies have actually shown that, I think it's like 85% of people only want to do business with, companies that align with their values, right? So it's something that like most people probably don't think about so much, but behind the scenes, it's like, it's super important, right? Yeah. And you know, like when it comes to, when it comes to like creating the the guest experience, 
you know, one one thing that comes to mind is, you know, when Ford started you know, building cars, right? He said, if I had asked people what they wanted, they would have told me faster horses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? And, and the reason I bring this yeah. up is because you know we're we're creating we're creating an experience that's like really unique. When you're creating something new, it's always challenging because you can't just ask people what they want because people don't know what they want, right? Sure. So you have to like we have to create something, and then over time, obviously adjust it. But I think that's the exciting part. The most exciting part of Freewild for me is like we're building an, a guest experience that I currently don't know if, if it even exists. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, for the listeners too, why we're why we're talking about this is we don't see this being approached at all in the industry, right? It's like you look at all the content that is being pumped out to the short-term rental industry. It's all the same stuff over and over again of like, how, you know, what technology to use, what pricing tool to use, what PMS to use, right? It's like, you know, how, how to, we, people talk about experience, but it really only comes down to like the furniture of the property. When we talk about experience, we believe that the, the tide is shifting in this industry to where, and we mentioned this a handful of times, where the most successful individuals on Airbnb are going to be the hospitality brands, short-term rental hospitality brands, or the mom and pop host, right? The traditional host. Everybody else in that, in the middle, you'll see some success, but will you be able to stand out from the millions of properties and hosts that are on the platform, right? And it's like, guests now are truly... We, we've had enough, as a guest, we've had enough experience with the Airbnb platform that we know the types of properties that we're looking for, right? And the types of experiences and and the downfall of the platform as well of the air quote, list it and forget it hosts, right? So the reason we talk about this stuff is like, I believe that for the most successful hosts, we got to we got to focus on what is truly the brand experience of dealing with us, right? Even if you have one or two properties, it's completely fine. But focus on that. Who are you serving as a guest? What, what are their needs? What problems are you solving for them? How can you create a world-class experience when it comes to customer service, furniture, you know, the experience of the actual property? Because this is what's going to help you stand out, right? And then if you tie in the systems that we teach in Legends X from operations and scale, then you have the ability to start living outside of just the Airbnb platform. Because, you know, we know plenty of people that, you know, during COVID when Airbnb decided to, you know, just do all the refunds and did not listen to any host about their experience, you know, it, it got really scary for a lot of people. And a lot of people went out of business because of that. And if we're reliant just on one platform, the scalability and longevity of your business is at the highest risk. So I, the reason we, we're talking about this and the reason we're going deeper into this versus our other option with Freewild is just go raise money and buy a ton of properties, right? And just go do this. And we could be successful with that. But what we're building is something that we want to see for generations grow. And we want to stand out from all the other hosts that are in our marketplaces and be be known as free wild versus just an Airbnb host. Mm 
Yeah. Those are two different things. And that might not align with everybody, but that's, you know, that's fine. There's elements of this that you can implement and get results from. But the whole list it and forget it thing is a time of the past, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing that came to mind when you were talking about the people who are going to be successful are, are the brands and the, and the mom and pops, right? And some people might be thinking like, why is that? Right? Because those are opposite sides of the spectrum. But essentially, when you're when you're like a traditional host, then you as a person, you're kind of are the brands, right? I was thinking about when I was in Mexico City a couple couple of months ago. It's almost almost a year ago now, actually. But I was staying with one of our uh, one of our former students from a couple of years ago, Omar. Oh yeah, it was it was been on the podcast too. But you know, when I stay with Omar, it's like Omar is the brand. You know, like he picks me up from the airport, takes me out for dinner, like his whole apartment. It's so personal, right? It's like you're that nobody can compete with that because there's only one Omar, right? Right. There's right. more Omars in the world, but there's only, there's only <laughs> one. He can only, he can only create that experience, right? So in that sense, it, it makes sense because essentially it's all about brands right whether it's you as a person or whether it's like your your brand standards and experience and, and 100%. Yeah, 100% man and that, I mean I love what you just said it's all about brand regardless if it's a brand of a company or or your personal brand that you're bringing in there. The hosts that we're talking about are the the ones that just get a property put it up on Airbnb and do the absolute minimal possible for the experience that's going to burn out right? And we're seeing that. We're seeing the walls close in on that. But hosts like Omar, and look, Omar can run a handful of small properties as well, right? How many properties does he have? Yeah, I think he has maybe three or four. Right, three or four. And he does an extremely great job at bringing his personal brand into those units. And he built a beautiful business that way, right? So you can, everything that we're talking about impacts the, the mom and pop, the traditional host, and then the legend, right? Everything in between, we got to continue to dial that stuff in. So yeah, yeah, that's that's great, man. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Omar if you ever staying in Mexico City. Send us an email and we'll connect you. Yeah, let's move into let's move into operations. Like what one thing that I'm really excited about is that there's weeks now that go by where literally like everything, like when I look at all the guests that come for our properties, like. There's literally zero manual intervention on our end, right? It's like all the way from the messaging that, that are going out to the online guidebook that we send out to the codes for the smart locks that are being auto-generated and sent to the guests. There's literally there's literally like stays where even our virtual assistant doesn't have to do anything because there's there's no if there's no questions, then it's completely hands off the whole process, right? So that's something that that's something that I'm really excited about that i feel like that side is is really well dialed in for us yeah yeah i mean we put quit that was one of the first things that we did right was focus on the operations of those units and set all that up and you know look time from time to time we have things that pop up right like our heater that blew out and now you know right at the time of it getting cold in the mountains and having to figure that side out but as we're going to solve and this is a little bit different right like you know versus rental arbitrage or management you're not necessarily you don't necessarily have to deal with 
the maintenance problems. You have to lead it, of course, but you don't have to make the decisions and bring the money together to solve it, right? So for the ownership side, like this is a whole nother avenue that we're building out is like, okay, the heater blew, how to replace this? Well, there's only one heating company in that town and they only have two options for us to, to fix this within the next you know few days. Or we have to wait a month for them, for their supplier to ship something out. Well, we can't wait a month, right? That's not possible. That destroys the experience. However, their options and what they're supplying here doesn't really go with the, the theme that we're designing in that property. So you're like, oh, crap, what do we do here? So at the end of the day, we make a fast decision to solve the guest experience, right? The guest problems, right? So the reason I'm bringing this up is like we're not necessarily dealing with what most hectic hosts deal with of, you know, codes and, you know, just all the small little detail stuff because we have that dialed in. It's now dealing with the red flag stuff, right? Like the heater blowing out. We couldn't have seen that, but we have the maintenance system now that's tracking it and we have the ability to take fast action on on that, right? So once we get to scale, obviously we'll have somebody on the team dealing with that. But that's where our time is being brought in on top of trying to look at what else can we implement into this company to help solve problems like this in the future. So yeah, it worked out well. It worked out well. I think the team that we have in there are pretty awesome. And you know, they they crush the we never really have any cleaning issues or cleaners are dialed in. If if we do have an issue, they're there within the hour to fix it, right? So yeah, operations pretty pretty dialed in at the moment. Yeah, for sure. And you know, one thing that we always ask the the hectic host or to help people figure out what stage they're at, we always say like, well, imagine that you you had tomorrow you get another ten units. Like, would you right. would you be able to manage that, right? Or are you going to be completely overwhelmed, right? And for us right now, when it comes to the operations, if somebody would give us like ten cabins, I think we can implement those, you know, within yeah. a few weeks and have them up and running. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, no worries on that. Yeah, exactly. So, but I think one thing that we recently started focusing on, you know, where we can make some progress is not the operations of the, of the properties, more the company operations. Yeah. I was just about to bring that up. So let's go deeper into that of like, okay, the properties are dialed in as a machine, but our business, the day to day of our business, how we run our business is separate and you're you're the one who's like really spearheading that. So what is your experience with that? Like what is your approach right now and what are we focused on right now when it comes to the business side of our company, yeah. not the property side? Yeah, exactly. And you know, this is is an important distinction that to make, right? So we're 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 now really talking about running our team, right? How do we operate as a team? Like what systems do we have there, right? For example, our task management system, our meeting cadence, like when do we meet? Who needs to be on the meeting? Who's taking the notes? Like where where do we put the action items? Where do we track everything? How do we keep each other accountable, right? Those are, that's what we're really talking about, what we're developing right now. And, you know, for overnight success, we have somebody that does that for us and who does a really good job of that. But I'm not doing that for, for Freewild. So it's a little new to me, mm-hmm. right? It's something that's, it's exciting because it's a new, you know, it's something new for me to be doing. But it's really important. I think that's one part where a lot of, you know, a lot of people that are listening right now, it's something that uh, I feel like, you know, most people need a lot of support on. 
yeah. right? Because there's it's actually like it's actually quite a lot of thought and quite a lot of work that goes into that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, when when I was running my short term rental business, we didn't really have that dialed in, right? We had no meeting cadence and as we were growing, the only time we ever met was like when there was a fire and issue and it was like more of reaction versus teams coming together to discuss on how to improve what we're doing and and just check-ins, right? We never really had a process. Like when I first started developing the, the playbook, that was because we had all these different properties in all these different areas and every property had a different document and spreadsheet and i had to send out you know like owner statements and you know like maintenance like oh crap well i i gave the okay to fix this thing for the plumber but you know how much was it where was the receipt like there were so many moving parts to it so i'm like we need one centralized location to index every single one of our documents so we can find it without any issues we can find any document within a couple of minutes right for the whole company so it took a long time to get to a point where now with FreeWild, we have these systems and we're just implementing it very quickly. For overnight success, it took us, what, a year and a half to get to a point where we can hire a COO to lead all that stuff, yep. right? For FreeWild, we already have all these systems. We just have to develop them and implement them into FreeWild, this company. We have to just transfer over into this company. But the reason, let's talk about why you're leading that versus us hiring somebody right now for it, right? It's like we focused on our goals for the last quarter of the year. It was to hire a designer, build the brand, get the approvals for the tiny homes, all of that. Then also build the basics of the operations, right? So let's talk about that because this isn't your role. That's not your strong suit. That's not what get, brings you energy, right? In in the business, but it's it's mandatory, not mandatory. It's it's needed right now in the business, but it's not going to be. It's temporary, right? It's not oh, going to yeah. be long term. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had to step up and say, okay, well, this is something that we have to build, and now once we get into Q one. And we go to start raising, that's going to be one of the first, that is going to be the first role that we hire is the COO of Freewild, yeah. right? 100%. But we know that hiring someone in that position is going to take three months, maybe six months. And we're not going to be ready to hire for that position until maybe another three months from now, right? So we're nine months out from having a COO. Does that mean that we have to stop? Like we, we shouldn't implement this stuff? No, right? Like we got to build this now with the intention of like, we're going to pass this off to a more qualified person in the next six to nine months, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely, yeah, right now, the thing is like when you start a business, this is our second business that we started together, right? In the beginning, like we're wearing so many different hats, right? But it's important to already have like an arc chart and, and understand like what are the roles in the company, even if you and I are are fulfilling almost all those roles. And then you look at the the arc chart and you say like, okay, where do we need to where do we need to start putting people first? Right. right? And and slowly by slowly, you know, we're wearing three hats instead of six. Hmm. Right. And then we're heading and then we're wearing two. Eventually the goal is to have one hat. Yeah. Right. To just be a sniper in one position. And just but you know that. what my hat's gonna be. Board. <laughs> I'm gonna be the head of head of the board, not doing anything other than directing. But yeah, there was a uh, 
I can't remember who I talked to, but I talked to one of my friends who's like very experienced in corporate world. And he was telling me like, yeah, you, you and Eric eventually are just the, the, the board of advisors. Like that's, right. that's, that's the only thing you guys should be doing. Board of directors. Yeah. Board yeah. of directors. Yeah. Yeah. I like that vision. So <laughs> I, I say, I say that to myself every day in the mirror when I get yeah. up, keep me motivated. <laughs> yeah. But like, to your point, man, it's like, you know, Free wild is at a stage where we're we're not we're we're not pressed to build this as fast as possible right now, right? Like we're not we don't have the pressure from the investors, we don't have the pressure from our personal finances. It's like we have the luxury of building this with intention, right? So right now we're very quickly are going to be passing off these roles in Q1 when we start really hiring internally for the team. What we did right away was hire the creatives that we need to help bring the brand together because we're in the vision pillar so much. Now we're slowly going into the operational pillar of understanding how do we build this stuff to run a multi-million dollar company outside of the properties that we have now? How do we set this up? So we're building it now for the current challenge that we have. But to your point, that org chart that we're building we have the top three hires that we want to bring on. And it's one is one of the most important roles of the company. Two is our biggest weaknesses, right? And three will have the biggest impact on the scale of the company, right? And those roles are stuff that we can do and that we're kind of doing right now. But the moment that we bring in a sniper into those roles, and it allows us to step further into the experience, raising money and finding more properties and more people, Game's over, you know. It's going to start scaling, but it's we got to be patient for that process to get there. So yeah, yeah, hundred percent, yeah. And then you know, going into scale, like as you mentioned, the the third pillar in Legends X, you know, that's something that's something that we're not very focused on right now because we need to get the vision side and the operation side dialed in first. Plus, like you said, like we're not under any. We're not any, under any pressure to just, you know, get as many properties as fast as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, and the scale side. So the scale side, I'm not in a rush to start working on that yet. And like part of the scale is for the listeners who haven't been through Legends X is we focus on our properties. What is the engine that we got to develop that's going to bring in the properties that fit our vision? consistently. And number two is how do we start developing a direct booking engine for the company so we can start scaling outside of Airbnb, right? Yeah, We have some parts of that for sure. Every guest that comes through, we have automated message or you know, however it goes out. I'm not even part of that, which is great that we ask them to be part of our VIP list. And you know, I'm curious to see the numbers, probably 70, 80% say yes, add me to the list. And we send them they could book with us direct, right? So we have that stuff in place. But when it comes to the scale side, we're not yet focused on finding new properties. Like We have a couple of offers out, trying to buy a hotel right now that's right down the block. And that just came to us organically. You know, So like those types of opportunities we'll look at. But we're not focused on the scale side yet because we're still dialing in the vision pillar, right? Of like making the decision, do we slowly put this together and pull in pieces of this pull in small properties or intentional properties like folks one property at a time or do we go straight towards raising 20 30 40 million dollars over the course of 
the first part of the of the new year and then re- hire the people that we need COO, head of real estate and head of construction to go out and help us buy these bigger projects and go deeper into these things, right? So it's like, we're still de- de- deciding that, right? So we're not in a rush for the scale, but it doesn't mean that we're completely shut off. People are still bringing us properties because they know that we're looking for boutique hotels. They know that we're looking for cabin communities and they know we're looking for unique single family homes, right? So we're still getting those opportunities popping up, but we're not focused on the scale. And this is one, one thing I see with the hectic host. All they focus on is how to get more, more properties. Mm-hmm. But they're never really dialed in on what those properties are about. How many properties do they need? What locations? Does it actually fit their overall vision? All of that. So I think the conversation is going to be completely different in Q1 of next year. When we have a lot of the operations, the brand, the vision dialed in, Q2 comes and you know closing some money, we're going to be... you know, I think the conversation is going to be a bit different. From where we're at now, but we're not, you know, we're not in a rush for it, which is nice. Yeah, for sure. Awesome, man. Well, let's wrap this up. Any final thoughts before we close it up here? You know, I'd just love to hear from the listeners if you guys find this valuable here in our perspective of building this brand. It's a little bit different than just us going out and building a short term rental brand, which we've, or short term rental company, which we've done in the past. of just figuring out how to get more management units or more arbitrage, you know, units. This is a, a different approach. So I'm, you know, I'd love for you guys to, you know, either shoot us an email or leave us a, a comment, a post, letting us know if you guys are finding this valuable. Because we want to continue to bring. I think the most valuable thing, discussion-wise, we can have is just from our experience and in, you know, lack of experience in building something of this approach. The way that we're approaching building this brand is different from the way that we built anything else in the past. So yeah, love to hear from everybody. And then, yeah, man, for Legends X, we got one last class for the year, right? That's right. That's right. Our last class starts November 14th. So until that, so that's in a few weeks from now. So, you know, we're closing out, closing up the applications pretty soon and the next week. So if you're yeah if you're listening to this you're interested in growing if this everything that we talk about if it resonates I mean we know it works because we had over 200 students go for the program now yeah. it's pretty amazing we only started a year and a half ago we got two incredible coaches that came through our SCR Legends Mastermind who have built you know businesses with hundreds of units so go to overnightsuccess.io/x if you want to know more about Legends X this is the last class of the year. So if you want to get set up for 2023 and and crush it, it's overnightsuccess.io slash X. That's right, man. And for the people that, you know, we, we've changed around some of the URLs where we're bringing everything over to our overnight success website. So we've been working on quite a bit in the background content wise and really dialing in this class. And I'm excited for this last one because we are going through the process of implementing this. We're a bit more hands-on with these classes, which are extremely exciting. But it's also setting up for this last class in November. What I'm excited about is whoever joins that is going to be along with us on our journey as well. And we're, you know, we're going we're going pretty hard for for the new year. Like the goal is to to really scale this company in the new year. So yeah, if you guys are on, you know, if you're in a position where you're ready to actually implement this and make 2023 
wow, that's crazy to say. Yeah. Twenty twenty three. <laughs> if you if you guys are ready to like really scale, really drive some profitability, get yourself out of the business, start working on it versus in it. Kind of taking our approach of like very quickly moving through the hectic coast stage and getting to that rising star stage. This class is going to be it. So yeah, we I, I'm excited for whoever we work with. We got a handful of times carved out to talk to everybody. We moved away from applications and we're offering out strategy calls to everybody. So anybody who reaches out to us, if you go to overnightsuccess.io slash X, you'll see there that we are offering out strategy calls. So what we're doing instead is we're going to look at your business to understand, is your business right now a good fit for this program going into the new year? And is your mindset ready to start scaling? Right. So we had, we carved out a handful of spots to do that. So yeah, guys, go find a time. Times are obviously limited for this, but yeah, check it out. I'm excited. And Jasper, peace out, my buddy, my, brother, right, see my you, buddy, brother. <laughs> right, listeners, thank you for listening. Of course, we'll be back on Monday with another episode of Get Paid for Your Pet. So have a great weekend and we'll see you soon. Thank you so much for listening to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you want to learn more about air hosting on Airbnb and building a short-term rental business, then go ahead and subscribe to our daily email newsletter at getpaidforyourpad.com. And if you're just starting out on Airbnb, make sure to download our free Airbnb starter guide at getpaidforyourpad.com forward slash get started if you enjoy this podcast make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and please leave us a review on apple podcast or wherever you're listening for a chance to win lifetime access to the short-term rental profit academy which is our starter course for anybody who wants to start hosting on airbnb so every month we select one reviewer at random and give that person access to the course So thank you for listening. Check back every Monday for a new episode of The Host Show and every Friday for an episode of STR Conversations of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast. Thank you and see you soon.